0: We need our body and our mind to, to recognize like, oh, it's time to sleep now. And so many of us try to jump into bed and grab our phone, scroll on TikTok or Facebook for a little bit and then roll over and then try to go to sleep. And that's when your mind starts racing, especially super moms. Moms who who don't leave a second in their day to think. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey there, Ani here. This week we are going to be talking about sleep. Last week we did the Moms Without Capes self-care challenge. I had 27 amazing women who stepped up and decided to make self-care happen and since we were doing the challenge and i didn't do a facebook live this podcast episode is just pre-recorded i'm sitting here in my pajamas pants hair dye in my hair (laughs) waiting to get in the shower and i figured i'd pop on and do an episode um and today we'll talk about sleep so i actually have an entire sleep course i've done a i've done workshops like live workshops all about improving the quantity and quality of your sleep. And that's for moms who struggle with getting a good night's sleep. If you struggle with actually falling asleep or you just toss and turn all night, you just can't get a sound night of sleep. Then I invite you to check out that course um it's on the moms of capes website i'll also throw the link to it in the show notes of today's episode but i wanted to dive in a bit about dive in today uh, a bit and share a bit about why it's important to get a good quality and quantity of sleep and also to give you some tips on how to improve your sleep um but I definitely, if, if this episode is speaking to you and you are struggling with sleep, definitely check out that course. What, the, what I did was I took some courses on cognitive behavioral therapy for the treatment of insomnia. So it was specific on how to treat insomnia. And I took bits and pieces of that. And then I did my own research because I knew that there was a lot of moms who struggle with sleep. And when I say that, I don't mean like, because you have a newborn at home. I mean, if your kids are school aged like n- there's not other things going on. If it's in your own, like you lay up in bed sleeping or not sleep, not sleeping. And you have thoughts racing through your mind, um, you struggle to settle down at night. That's what we're talking about today. If you are struggling to get to sleep because your kids are keeping you up or like your baby is wanting to breastfeed in the middle of the night and you just can't get that that full night's sleep, that's a whole different season. And um, that's not what we're talking about today. So when you get When your sleep is jeopardized. You may struggle with controlling like your behaviors, right, like you're falling asleep, you're you struggle with concentrating or focusing decisions are impacted when you're not getting enough sleep and women specifically like we have a lot of decisions to make during the day when you are working, when you're taking care of the house, when you're making sure that all the kids are okay and your family, right? Like we can experience decision fatigue like no other. And when you're not getting the sleep that, that your body requires or your mind requires, all of that is impacted. One of the most important things to strive for when you're working on improving your sleep is to work on consistency. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Uh, I've got my pug in here. He's going to be snoring loud, so I'm just giving, giving you a warning. He comes in here because I put the heat on here in the basement in my basement office, and he just loves it. And if I try to keep him out of here, he'll scratch on the door the entire time. But then when I let him in, he snores like like a pug right so you're gonna hear him down you're gonna hear him under my desk well he's running into the girls room right now jumping in jumping in my little one's bed I can see that so anyway when you are aiming when you when you want to improve your sleep one of the first things is to get on a somewhat schedule where you are going to sleep and waking up at a pretty consistent time, and that includes even throughout the weekend. I know it's so tempting to use your weekends to catch up, which by the way, we can't really do that it's It's been shown that catching up on your sleep, You still don't get the same quality of sleep if you were to be consistent and get the same amount of sleep each night. So that means going to bed and waking up at roughly the same time. And now getting yourself to sleep, just like when. I don't know if any of you play baseball, but, you you know, like when when you're watching baseball players like they warm up before they go out on the field. They do some stretches. They do some, maybe some cardio. They get themselves mentally and physically prepared, right? The coach gives them a big speech and like, let's go win the game. And they're doing a lot of preparation in order to go out and play the game. And sleep is no different. We need to warm up to sleep, to go to sleep. We need our body and our mind to, to recognize like, oh, it's time to sleep now. And so many of us try to jump into bed and grab our phone, scroll on TikTok or Facebook for a little bit, and then roll over and then try to go to sleep. And that's when your mind starts racing, especially super moms, moms who who don't leave a second in their day to think. You, you, you don't even leave time to think about, you know, your your thoughts. And so when you get in bed, it's like your mind says, all right, now it's time to solve the world's problems. Let's think about everything that needs to get done tomorrow. Let's think of everything that you didn't get done today. And your mind starts racing with all of those, all of those thoughts. And it's nearly impossible to quiet your mind to be able to get to sleep. Or you might get to sleep and then wake up and not be able to get back to sleep. So going to sleep at a regular time and waking up at a regular time every day will support your hormones, right? When we sleep, that's the time that our body is active. It is working on digestion. It is working on healing any kind of trauma, any kind of your body needs sleep in order to heal itself. And when you're not getting enough sleep, when you're not going through all of the cycles that your body needs to go through, or when your mind needs to go through, that's when you wake up and you're feeling groggy and it's hard to make decisions. It's even connected to waking because we hold on to that stress. We hold on to, we're not able to make the decisions that we would be if you had a, if we had a well-rested night. I keep switching between we and you because um, I struggle with this as well. I do get pretty consistent sleep Um, and my family is amazed that I can fall asleep within like five to ten minutes of of laying down but there was times when in my life when the worry like when I do have extra stress in my life and I do stay up and I do struggle with sleep but making sure that um, you're proactive and you don't just say this is normal and this is just the way it is but rather be more proactive and Start paying attention and making sure that you are doing what you need to do in order to get a better night's sleep. So I'm a planner, um, as if you've been listening to this podcast, you, you probably caught on to that right now, right? Like it's this, this contention between my husband and I, because I am the planner, I am the scheduler, and he is like the fly by night, like be spontaneous type of person. And it, it is a conflict many times, as you can imagine. So um, I have started using that over the past few years to my advantage to be able to create space in my day in order to think, in order to worry. And it sounds kind of funny like that I put a worry time in my day But when you don't have that, like I said, you lay down at night and your head starts going, your mind starts racing with all of the worries or all of the thoughts of the day. So making sure that you are planning enough time in your day, that's white space, right? Creating margin in your day. And I do have, I think I have a whole episode about creating margin. Um, But being able to give yourself that time in the day and resist Scheduling out every minute so that you can have that space to think and to plan and to worry, or not to plan, to, to think and to worry and to really process what's going on. Journaling is a great way to process through things that are in your mind. And in a few weeks, you're going to hear that I'm I'm doing a whole episode about journaling, the importance of journaling and how to get started with that. For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my, my worth, but really it was exhausting and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses. But it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. If you find that you lie down and you can't go to sleep, don't just lay there. See, your mind starts equating the bed with other activities. It starts equating it with like playing on your phone or reading or watching television or all of these other things, and it stops It stops equating it with actual sleep. So your bed should only be used for sleep, sickness, and sex. Other than that, get out of your bed, right? Do not just lie there and have your mind racing thinking that you're going to fall asleep, get up, keep the lights down low and get out of the room, go upstairs, maybe get a drink of water, maybe go sit on the couch, wait 15 minutes and then come back to the bed. That way you start reconditioning your mind to equate the bed with sleep. Now, I just mentioned playing on social, playing on, you know, scrolling on Facebook or playing on the phone or whatever. If you can keep your phone across the room, even better, keep it out of the room, but remove that temptation. Don't rely on your own willpower not to pick up that phone, especially if that's what you've been used to doing. Instead, put it out of the room, out of sight, out of mind. If you need it for your alarm, you can just put it across the, the room. Um, most phones these days have a bedtime mode. That is a great way to be able to silence all of the notifications and the beeping and the lights that happen throughout the night that might be interfering with your sleep. And you don't even know. So use that bedtime mode. Your alarm will still work. Your alarm still works even with the bedtime mode, but you won't get all of those, um, notification sounds. And it black and like it fades out the color of your phone so that even if you were tempted to pick it up and start scrolling Facebook, it's really not that, that entertaining when everything's in black and white. It's actually kind of annoying. So that might help you break that habit of playing on your phone before you go to sleep. Make sure that you are lowering the thermostat. A room temperature between 65 and 72 degrees provides that optimal sleep environment. You know, when you're too hot and you're throwing the blankets off or you're too cold and you're trying to like get all warm and it's, you know, you're getting off to put on extra layers of socks and sweatpants. I've been there, done that. It interferes with your sleep. So scientific studies have actually shown that between 65 and 72 degrees Fahrenheit is the optimal degrees or the optimal temperature to get a good night's sleep. And I already mentioned journaling, but try journaling before you even go to bed. Like if you find that your mind is racing every single night, you might want to just grab a journal and use that as part of your nighttime routine. And speaking of nighttime routine, it's actually been shown like to just like the baseball players warm up, like block out that hour before you go to sleep. If you aren't used to doing it, maybe you just want to start with like a half hour and kind of stretch that out to get your mind and body ready and choose activities that are most active to least active. So like getting a shower and that might be in the beginning of your routine, but then you're going to maybe, and then you're going to ease into that peaceful restful period, which results in like you lying in bed, but your nighttime routine could include such things as lighting a candle, doing some journaling, Listening to calming music, maybe doing some light stretches or some yoga, brushing your hair, things that are going to be soothing and calming to you. And you make it a nighttime routine, a bedtime routine. So every night as you do that, as you write it down, write down, like, what do you plan on doing in your bedtime routine? And as you do that, each night your mind is going to get used to that routine and it's going to recognize from the very first activity, like, oh, it's going to be time to go to bed soon. Let me start calming down and, and shutting down a bit in preparation. Mindfulness techniques are a great way to relax, to bring yourself into that state of relaxation. Progressive muscle relaxation is a um, specific technique where you move through your body and this is great you can do this on your floor you can do this in your bed you can even do it on your desk chair really but the best place to do it is is where you can feel relaxed and you just move through your body you start at your toes and you tense up your toes and you hold it for five seconds and then you release and then you do your main foot and you move up like your calf your thighs your your stomach your arms, and you move through your body progressively like tensing, holding and releasing each of the muscles. And it's a great mindfulness technique because you have to focus in on your body to be able to do the technique. And then just breathing, right? Doing some intentional breathing. And as you fall asleep, two ways that have proved to be helpful um, to me and also to my family, I've, I've shared this these techniques with them as well, is the one is to focus on your breathing, right? Like turn your attention inwards, even put your stomach on your belly and focus on that breathing because when you're focusing on your breathing, it's hard to have your mind wander to be thinking of all the thoughts. So you you just continually bring your focus back to your breath. And then the other one is to start envisioning yourself in your happy place, in a place that is calming and soothing and that brings you great peace. For me, my happy place is the beach. And so I can fall asleep when I totally put myself lying on a towel in the sand with my limbs like touching the warm sand. And uh, this is in my bed, mind you, I'm not actually lying on a beach. But I can, I immerse myself in the sensual experience of lying in a beach. So what I mean by that is I go through my senses, like what am I seeing? I'm seeing the lapping of the waves. I'm seeing like, you know, the kids playing in the sand nearby, seagulls in the sky. What am I hearing? What am I smelling? What am I tasting? And what am I did I already say feeling? <laughs> like seeing, hearing, smelling, touching, and feel or er, touching and why can I not say these senses? Seeing, hearing, touching, smelling, tasting. There we go. I'm like, I don't have it written down, so it was hard for me to, to say them from my mind. Um, but really just putting yourself in that place that's gonna bring that relaxation to you so that because it's impossible to fully relax, if your mind is racing, and it's also fully it's impossible to like do that total relaxation if your body isn't relaxing. like And so they both work together to get you to that place of total relaxation. So these are just a few of the tips um, that I wanted to share with you today on how to improve the quantity and the quality of your sleep. If you're struggling with this, please check out my course, Sleep Matters. It's a course made specifically for moms who struggle with getting a full night's sleep. We go through everything from the science of sleep to creating a sleep routine, how to address the worries, sleep hygiene, and how to recondition your mind and your body for sleep and then how to create a plan that's going to minimize disruptions and a plan that supports peaceful and quality sleep. So check that out, momswithoutcapes.com backslash sleep dash matters. I'm also going to put it in the show notes of today's episode. If you have any questions about this, please let me know, reach out to me, um, via email or direct message. And other than that, I hope that you all have a great night's sleep and take care of yourself. And I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes. So send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.